Hello, podcast listeners. Uh, you know what the deal is. Uh, welcome to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson. I have not podcasted in a while, so I thought I'd just talk about what's going on in my truck world. Um, yeah, so I, I think I took like a good six months, three, four, five, somewhere in there, probably five months off of playing Trek. Uh, for various reasons, mostly because I couldn't get the weekends off that the tournaments were happening on, and I was out of town, work, blah blah blah, this and that. So it, I have been not the trek all that hard, and that's okay. Um, I haven't taken a break off of trek like this since uh, since college, uh, and yeah, uh, trying to find other ways to entertain myself. I watched a lot of Star Trek. And yeah, so uh, good to get back in the game for, uh, I, uh, we recently played in a, uh, 2E infinite diversity draft. No, it wasn't infinite diversity draft. Uh, it was, uh, infinite, nah, it was, yeah, it was just a sealed deck thing. And, uh, you don't mix the virtual starters with the, uh, the infinite, no, uh, what starters were those oh the transwarp starters that doesn't work the infinite diversity starters are are i'm sorry the um virtual starters are just too powerful so yeah we um <laughs> we had fun at that i ended up winning the tournament because i got some crazy overpowered klingon deck so it was all good uh i had a good time i don't think uh, any of my opponents did um except for maybe casey he uh he could have won. He had the uh, Klingon counterpart that was a virtual starter. Not a virtual starter. He had the transwarp starter equivalent. And he uh, he would have won except for some ridiculously good random pulls I got uh, from Dilemmas and whatnot. So, lucky me. Woo-hoo. But yeah, so uh, I've, I'm still working on Homefront 6. Homefront 6 is going to hopefully be ending playtest in the next week or so. And you can see in the blurb of the Gamma Quadrant front page that the next set up for release is indeed Homefront 6. So uh, why don't we talk about that a bit? And after that, maybe we can talk about TUI a bit more. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, We'll see how much time we've got. But yeah, uh, Homefront 6 uh, has been been going well. Uh, The... The playtesters have been giving us good feedback, which is good. They they are. Uh, I will I will say this. Um, we've learned the lesson that it's important to give across the motivation of why certain cards are designed the way they are to the playtesters. If you give playtesters a file of cards and say, "Here, playtest this," and but also say, "You know, please playtest it in these formats," and just make sure things aren't broken. That might not be good enough. It may require you to also understand, to give them understanding of why these cards exist, especially for Homefront 6. Now, we said these are for block, and we said, you know, uh, have fun. But we didn't explain that Homefront 6 includes a lot of cards that are very baseline. Um, I think in my last podcast, I talked about how baseline cards are perhaps important for a game. It's an idea I got from Franklin Kenter back... um, when I started designing and I looked through some of his design files and some of his ideas and he really uh, thought that any game requires a bit of a baseline 
uh, to find out exactly what costs mean. So Dominion, the card game, uh, is an example of somewhere where you can get a feel for how cards cost by looking at the currency. You can see that uh, one currency is one, two costs three, and three costs six, and four or five costs ten, and then you look at the victory points. Those are baseline cards. Now, you could play the game with just currency and victory points, but that's not very interesting. So you look at the kingdom cards, like um, whatever, and those are really what make the game interesting. And that's, you, you design around your baseline of these currency cards, or treasure, or gold, like people misnomer uh, them all the time. And you go, oh, okay, well, so we've got these cards that now make the game more interesting, like Chapel and Village and all the Kingdom cards. So uh, that's a you know very basic example of that. So as <laughs> Homefront 6 started as, here's nine dilemmas, we don't want to ever make any more starter-level dilemmas. And that could have been the set, and we could have had uh, Gen Con, and people wouldn't have cared. <laughs> I'm, I frankly don't think anyone would have said, yay, nine dilemmas! Woohoo! And uh, and uh, lack of preparation. Not not going to do it. So I said, well, let's. And Charlie was on board with this. He said, let's take the time. Let's make some cards. Let's figure out what we want to do with this set. This is the first Homefront that's been designed as block only in mind. I mean, Homefront Five was too. It said, here's all the sites. Have a grand time. And you know, but it's like, um, as Homefronts evolved from cards that make complete easier for new players to join in because these cards are now printable. It's now become, these are the cards that are block legal. We went over everything from back to forth. We started with, well, do we want a set that doesn't rotate out? Do we want cards that don't rotate out? And if they don't rotate out, well, then what kind of cards do we want? And that finally got us to the point of thinking uh, of this set as it needs baseline cards. We need to say, here's what block, here's some tools that block should always have, no matter what block you're playing. You are going to want maybe some basic event destruction, maybe not. And uh, that's been a fun card. And once the set starts uh, spoilering, I think I'm going to talk about the one card that uh, we spent the, we've spent the most time on. We don't even know if it's going to be in the set yet. Um, but it, it does revolve around event destruction, and it's been uh, quite the uh, stickler. And we go back and forth all the time. Let's cut it. Let's not. Let's do another iteration. Let's not. Let's add a hidden agenda icon to it. Let's not. Um, let's scrap it or not. And, uh, yeah, it's been a wild ride, and it's actually been a lot of fun to kind of learn from this one card. This one card will drive you insane. Uh, there's some clickbait for you. So anyway, so do you want basic event destruction is kind of then go from there. What, what do we do? So yeah, um, that's just one example. Did we want missions in here? Uh, no, because Homefront 4 took care of that. But um, do we want dilemmas? Well, sure, of course. We start with the nine dilemmas. Maybe we can add nine more. How about an artifact? Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, but you don't start with the card type, though. You go and start with what does the game need. And you say, once we... Um, I, I started off Homefront 6 with doing a meta-analysis of block, looking at all the dilemmas in the set and saying, 
Well, what basics of a complete game should exist in Block because Block is a subset of Trek? And the only thing I could find was something that prevented redshirting. So um, there were cards that prevented mega teaming, um, but maybe you don't even want that in 1E, so it wasn't a necessity. Um, but you want to make sure there's no redshirting, you want to make sure you, um, you're attempting with at least one ship, or not, I don't know exactly what that means, but um, we even debated, well, do we want to make people have to bring two ships? And I thought that was interesting, but Complete doesn't do that. I started with uh, making sure that Block need a subset of first edition, not a superset, not something where you have to do more requirements than uh, complete than OTF. So, um, what else do you need? Uh, you need to have a ship in orbit. Um, did we do that? I think I think we decided that because God exists in block, that having the requirement that you need a ship in orbit and not in orbit um, were contradictory and we didn't want to confuse new players so yeah everyone's thinking well yeah you have to throw crisis in well we decided not to um, because we thought it would be a contradiction on that point okay so um, what other basic dilemma e missiony goodness do you need in uh, a set like that well you go on and go and do a you go, okay, well, here's what Block doesn't have, here's what we can add to make it happen. So we did that, and that was fun. Um, and so there we have 18 Dilemmas, and, uh, sorry, sounds like kind of fuzzy here. Uh, sorry about that. Um, and, then, and then after that, it was like, well, now what? Um, how many cards can we get Art to commit to? How many um, weeks of playtest can we get committed for? And then from there, we said, well, okay, uh, we've got baseline dilemmas, baseline mission requirements. Now we need baseline everything else. So let's talk ship repair. Let's talk battle restriction. Let's talk card drawing. Let's talk event destruction. Let's talk interrupt destruction. Let's talk what else? Um, space line. Let's talk getting around. Um, these basic things uh, oh and of course let's talk time travel so we kind of came up with this idea of if we're going to give it a baseline card then it really has to be baseline um, we thought okay when you block you're going to need to come up with a way to take care of basic needs um, but you don't have to if you don't want to already exists so because of Homefront 6 so you want to add new event destruction sure go ahead um, whatever we put into Homefront 6 is going to be strictly worse than whatever you can throw in uh, we hope so so that's kind of the goal we went for very baseline cards I don't expect anyone to look at Homefront 6 and go oh my god this changes the game but I do expect people to go okay Maybe this will affect how I've built my block deck so far, and just maybe we've been able to throw in a few cards that make block fun, or at least more fun than it is right now. The fun, the baseline was a 
was a goal and fun was a stretch goal. But we also wanted to make sure, as part of a base goal, that we didn't affect future design, we didn't prevent future design from not being able to do something in the future. So, for an example, we said, well, should we throw a nor in here? We thought, well, um, if we do that, then future sets may say, oh, well, we want a nor. We know we've got the site, so that's good, but we already all have a nor already. So maybe we shouldn't put a nor in. Um, and you'll see when the set comes out and when we start spoiling it, I imagine it's probably not actually going to be spoiled. It's probably just going to be dumped one day. Uh, I don't know. That's not my call. Um, that you'll go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's baseline. Okay, now I can do this. I have a basic response to these things, and that's cool. Okay, great. So thanks a lot. Um, and, and you're going to see some things that we thought Block has needed for a while, and that's good too. So um, yeah, don't want to give away too much don't want to say too much about it right now, but there's that. Um, Blocks, uh, Homefront 6 is basically done right now. It's in playtest hands, art and design, I'm sorry, art and rules are looking at it. We may update some wording on some cards, um, and this is in vain of, in similar fashion to Ready Room Door. Um, that got updated. I don't, I'm not really, I don't believe in errata for errata's sake. Uh, that is, I don't I don't... Okay. Um, I'll just say this. I don't really care if we update card wording or not. I feel it's a rules call. If rules wants to say, oh, those 10 cards? Yeah, yeah, Those cards have bad rule... have bad wording. And uh, let's update those. And that's fine. Do it. But I don't really care. So, um, yeah. Cards like... Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say because they're in the set. But, yeah. So, some cards in the set may look... may read better with new wording. Um, and maybe this is a good time to do it when you're making a new card or you're converting something, then, uh, yeah, definitely update the wording and uh, make it more readable. Totally, do it, let's do it. So, cool. I really do hope art, I don't have any control over what art does, but I'm really hoping for some AIs. I'm hoping any kind of TNG cards, since all the Blu-rays are out, um, we get HD Blu-ray screen grabs. Uh, Johnny, if you're listening to this, I have them all. If you need a screen grab, give me a call. Get in touch with me. I will get you what you need. Um, because only half of... just They're just starting season six on Trek Core right now. Anyway. Uh, yeah, wow. Nerd. Uh, and yeah. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, I have no idea when the set's going to release. Um, but yeah, I, we're getting close, so... That's Homefront 6. Um, I'm, I said I'd talk more about TUI. Um, TUI, let's see, the last release was the 20th anniversary. We kind of talked about that. Um, yeah, there's not really too much going on in TUI right now. Um, I'm, I have a few decks I'd like to build in both games. I haven't had time for it. Um... I'm more interested in, like, building a Café de Artis deck. I've seen three go up right now. I know that's one uh, so whatever. Um, but, yeah, so um, I've, had, I've been able to play a few games. Um, I've seen there are some good decks out there, and, uh, yeah, 
Woohoo. All right. Oh, whatever. Uh, let's wrap it up here. I'm definitely running out of steam on Trek right now. Uh, there'll be plenty to talk about soon as the game, um, as we see more sets come out, as we see uh, regional season go up. Ah, the new promos. Yes. Uh, I will voice my opinion on the new promos, though, for regional season. Whew. Um, yeah. Chula the Drink. Terrible card um, choice. I would have gone with Chula the Game. It's more played, I think. I haven't actually checked that, but uh, my money would be on that. Uh, the image on it is not so good either. Uh, uh, yeah. I would just gone with Chula the Game. Um, even though it's uncommon, these promos are not being put out there for the sake of making rare cards available. It's going out there to make, in my opinion, well-played cards more playable, more uh, collectible, more jazzy, more, ooh, that's a foil. What a great card. That's pretty. Oh, can I see? Uh, instead of, oh, Chula the Game. Okay, uh, greed and treachery. And then uh, Chula the Chandra. I don't like the image either. Good choice. I love the card. I use it. It's a staple in a lot of my decks. And uh, was it uh, 100 copy? Yeah, the uh, image was stupid too. So, sorry. Uh, Johnny, I love you. Uh, you do great work. Obviously, the images look good. I would not have picked those. That's all I'm saying. All right. But it's just regionals. It's just promos. You know? No big deal. So, Chula. Chula the regional. So, that's cool. Why not uh, Chula the game 2 uh, We could have done game all across the board. We could have done Chula the game 1-E and Chula the game 2 I think that would have been fun. Oh, well. Um... Or Chula Chandra one I know we already have a Chandra and Homefront one. But, uh, yeah, I would not have minded, actually, Chula Chandra one and Chula Chandra 2 uh, Chandra's still a staple card in 1E. It's very good. It's uh, you, You'll never not see it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Chula the, Chula the drink. That's my beef. What can I say? Yeah, um... Other than that, uh, yeah, uh, I guess we can talk about the Gamma Quadrant a little bit. So I'm very excited about that set. I think it was well made. Um, the baseline, maybe the, uh, the Warp Core cards look cool. They look fun and interesting. Uh, we're making Cardassians better in Deep Space Nine, which is fine. Uh, Frangi get to mix with someone. That's kind of cool with the Dosi. Dosai, whatever. You get uh, the internment camp, which is kind of dumb, but um, uh, the, the card that makes you wrestle with each other is not that appealing to me. But now Dominion have a outpost to repair at, which is kind of cool. I don't know if that's something they needed or wanted, but it's something that is interesting. Um, yeah, it, uh, it puts a nice bow on the Deep Space Nine block and we will get, um, begin to look forward to the Mirror block coming up after this. I love Mirror. Mirror is, uh, Terran Empire is totally fun. Can't wait to see if KCA becomes super awesome. I really hope they do. And um, it is kind of fun that in the Gamma Quadrant we had some hints at Mirror Quadrant stuff, and I think um, it's kind of fun like when we saw the mirror icon on Sherman's Peak, we said, ooh, what's this? And said, oh, the next set, oh yeah, we're already kind of thinking about it, so that's cool. 
so yeah, the, there are exciting things ahead, I hope. Um, the Deep Space Nine block is now complete, and we can kind of start to play with that and have some fun with that. And uh, yeah. Now I'm wondering, <laughs> did I completely? No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, cool. So, questions, comments, or concerns, you can give me a call at 267 call CPJ. Leave me a voicemail there, and uh, we may use your voicemail on an upcoming episode. And you can always email me at corbinjohnson at me.com, or you can send me a PM on the message boards at CorbinQ27. Until next time, this is Corbin Johnson signing off, saying so long and thanks for all the track.